Jess was in a bunch of traffic. Not unusual, is it? Not as we live in Southern California. Sodom and Gomorrah. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Everywhere you go, traffic, traffic, traffic. You're always praying that you're on the right side of the freeway, on the right side of the compass. Praying that you're not going north when you should be going south and praying you're not going south and everybody else is. And forget about going east, particularly on that 91. Isn't it wonderful when you're coming back from wherever you were going and seeing the traffic on the opposite side at a dead stop? You had already missed it, just missed it. Went to lunch, it was burning up today. Order some Chinese food for later. Egg rolls, if you want to know. But there was a Ruby's Diner. Oh, yeah. Ruby's Diner. Old school diner. Without that old school racism. But those burgers, those fries, and the shakes. Oh, that was wonderful. Got in there. I thought it was closed. You couldn't see anybody in it. Nobody was there. So it looked like nobody was there. Gone. Came in like a ghost town. What, did they shut it down? They've been shutting down since COVID. A whole bunch of their stores. We walked in. Rabbi Guy and I, and, wow, the door was actually, actually it was open, but nobody was in there. You ever talk to somebody, lights are on, but nobody's home? That's most of you when you're listening to the podcast and got nothing in between your ears or behind the eyes. But then again, you do, because it jiggles and shakes like a ball full of nuts or a bag full of chips. I can tell you this. We walked in that Ruby's. Nobody was there. We asked the guy what happened. He said, you just missed the crowd. Then you go where nobody's going. You've gone somewhere. Just missed the crowd. Well, I'm glad I missed the crowd. There was not a wait. Set at a clean bar. Had a good strawberry banana shake. First served, last served, and the only served. And enjoyed every minute of it. Good conversation. Just in time to have that shake. And then we went on and got all Chinese food that was waiting for us. Because you see, we chose a path that wasn't in the traffic. But there's a different kind of traffic, and Rabbi Guy is going to tell you about it right now. Have you ever been approached by someone? You know, maybe you were in the mall, maybe you were in the street, maybe you were walking around Target, and they started asking you about what you do for work and started telling you how they're about to retire young and step into financial independence. Have you ever heard of these things? Well, I used to be a part of it, of a network marketing company, Amway, Scamway. Well, here's the thing about financial independence. Everybody thinks it's a get-rich-quick scheme. Until they get into a meeting, they realize it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, and then they quit. So you see, you hope it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Then you actually get involved because you think it is, and when you found out it isn't, you quit. See, faith works exactly the same way. You think it's a get-saved-quick scheme. Well, it ain't. Just because you go to church and say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior does not mean you're saved. You know, there's this little... You know, small print at the bottom, walk your salvation, submit yourself to God. Yeah, you don't go to church to get fed. You actually go to church to get hungry. When you chase God, he's not there to bless your business. You're actually there to bless him. Do you work for God or do you think that God works for you? 
It's very interesting how so many people, especially in the network marketing industry, everybody's talking about God, right? You go to those major functions on a weekend, three-day event, they have a sermon on Sunday, non-voluntarily or non-domination something, it's, it's voluntarily, right? And you go there and they talk about how God's going to bless your business and all, all that kind of stuff that white people love doing so much, especially here in California. But I haven't been to even one message that called me out and said, God is not here to bless your business. You are actually here to work for his kingdom. And isn't that interesting? Because if you actually heard the right message, you wouldn't like it. But you don't go to church to hear what you need to hear. You go to church to hear what you want to hear. And the churches tell you what you want to hear because they want your money. And if they tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear, they're going to lose you. You're going to stop coming and then they lose their paycheck. So they get you, they get you in church. They tell you what you want to hear. Then they write a book. They publish the book. They do a signing for the book. So everybody buys the book. And there goes the cycle. And you, of course, follow it. So it's very interesting on the traffic. We were going down on the 55 South where everybody else was going on the 55 North. Everybody getting away from the beach, going back to the Inland Empire. And the 55, all the traffic, all the sheeple going back home. And it was very interesting. I thought about it. All the cars that were in our road, about one lane was occupied. On the other side, all of them. And isn't that interesting that Jesus said, narrow is the road that leads to heaven. Wide is the road that leads to hell. And even though it is narrow that leads to heaven, there's no traffic. It's an express lane. Yet the, the wide road leads to hell. It's packed jam-packed and you can't even move why is that that the masses always go where shit flows you think about nothing good flows uphill everything bad goes downhill you see uphill is a journey uphill takes effort you don't drift uphill you work for it it has to be intentional but downhill just sit there and go with the current right dead fish float that's why salmons go uphill, because they want to mate, they want to survive, they want to pass on from generation to generation. They're chasing life. And that's why people like to ski and snowboard. But you don't like to mountain climb, do you? No, that's uphill journey. Get the skis and get that little trolley to take your ass all the way to the top of that hill and think you've done something because some little trolley that you had to do nothing but sit there and look how beautiful it is, honey, and then drop your ass on the slope and you just fall. Go with gravity. You ain't doing nothing. Gravity is taking you downhill, and you go on your fancy $10,000 snuggles, goggles, snaps, and hats, and bats, and everything else, and strapped all up down in your Gucci wear. Proud of snowboarding downhill, man. You don't snowboard uphill, do you? You don't ski uphill. Just a snowball and think you've done something. I talked to the guy, as Rabbi Guy said, that went uphill, that climbed the peak, that scaled it not with a trolley, with chalk on their hands, with their grip in their foot, even without a pulley, freehand style. But you don't, and that's why so few do it. Not because so few can, it's because so few will. You don't choose the path, because you don't. You go for the low-hanging fruit. You're not there to dig in the soil. You're there to take what somebody else left in the soil. Houses you did not build, vineyards you did not plant, something else. And even when something is given to you, you forget the gratitude of it and think you've earned it and are entitled to it. Because you're in that road, like he said, that is packed. Broad is the road that leadeth to destruction. Many there be that go by. 
Narrow is the road that leadeth to eternal life, and through there be they will find it. Because why? They're not willing. And you've got to ask yourself that question. And then again, you really don't have to ask yourself that question, do you? Because you already know the answer. You're full of it. And what are you full of? That's the question. Why do you want to be filled of? Because it's one thing to be filled with something, but the question is, what do you do now that you're full of it? Because you see, if your head is a bucket that's filled with mud, and if you're going to want to get rid of the mud and you can't pour it out, like Stephen said before, you have to bring in the water, bring in the water hose, shut off the mud, and start replacing the mud with water. And eventually, because it keeps overflowing, overflowing, eventually the solution to pollution is dilution. You just keep bringing more water until it's clear, until you purify yourselves. It's, it's the, the progressive sanctification of your soul. When you give your life to Christ, that's the instant sanctification. It, it's just a little spark, but now you have to fan the flame. You have to work it out. You have to start repenting and, and start fixing all the issues of your soul, all the moral, the moral uh, complications that you have. You see, it's one thing to give your life to Jesus, but if you keep sinning, you keep living an adulterous life, you keep hooking up with a different guy or girl every weekend and keep going out to parties and keep operating your business that you do with no ethics and you keep stealing and manipulating in line, well, then now you've actually committed multiple sins because number one, you have committed the actual sin and number two, you're lying to God about being a believer and that makes it a thousand times worse. So ask yourself, do you actually want to confess and actually call yourself a believer and lie to God and misrepresent his name? Because it would have been better to you to just rebuke God completely, just deny God and keep living in darkness. Because if you call yourself a man of the light and live in darkness, that's a double offense. And you're going to get paid. You're going you're gonna to pay big time. You're not going to get paid anything besides death. You know, the wages of sin are death. So... Yeah, good luck with that. I think uh, I think that that does fit in your bank account. There's a whole lot of death in there. I say, as he said, get off that treeway, that tramway, whatever you're on, that boulevard, that avenue. Get off of it. Turn around. Get off of it. Go the opposite direction. Not the direction you wanted to go, I know. Not where you even thought you were headed. Aren't you tired of being stuck? With the other rats and mice in that maze, in that craze, in that haze, that fog that does not allow you to see the light when you could simply get out. Hell, leave the car on the freeway and walk the rest of the way. Enjoy the life. Breathe in the air. Leave the vehicle behind. Now, you would do that if there was an EMP. You would do that if there was an earthquake. You would do that if there was a fire. But why do you have to wait for the earthquake or the EMP? Get out and leave it. Leave that house that you are slave to because you're just trying to maintain a lifestyle rather than maintain a life. You can't even be alone with God. You always got to have a threesome or a foursome. You can't be alone with God. You only love God if it's on television, if it's on a video. You only love God if a stereo is blasting with some music. You only love God if you're in a building and they say, oh, time to stand, time to kiss your neighbor, time to say amen, time to shout hallelujah. But when I see you, I already know you're the enemy of God. You don't walk down the aisles talking about God. You don't walk down the aisles singing and worshiping. You're not in your car singing to the Lord unless a radio is playing. 
You never sing on your own. And then you rob God of your voice, telling him you don't have a voice when he gave you one. How would you like it if he actually really did take away your voice? Want to play a game? Let's let him take away your voice. Since you say you don't have one. You don't have time to pray, but you got time to work. You got time to go and drink with the boys. You got time to go shoot a gun and take down an elk that didn't do anything to you. You didn't need all that meat anyway. You got time to watch Kobe Bryant. Oh, he's gone. Forgive me. LeBron James, whatever his name is. Tiger Woods, Simon Bowles, or whatever you're watching. You got time for all of that. You got time for your KKK skinhead racist meeting. You got time for your political icon, your MAGA meeting, or your Obama might meeting. What are you into? LGBTQ? What's your fancy? Surf man? Want to go to Bali, man? What's your fancy? What are you, a witch, a siren? You're having your oil party, your candor party, your Tupperware party, your bitch party, your eyelash party, your tattoo party. What are you, your Pilates, your hot yoga? Anything but God. Or is it just a cannabis with Snoop Dogg? He's got a new beer line, a wine line, because you think it's cool. But a black man that smokes weed on a bottle, none of the white man thinks he's cool. They're just a bunch of wiggers without God. Haters of God, deniers of God, and think you're smarter than God. And how long you've been on this planet? A speck of time. Because you're in the rat race. You're in the race of your race, but not the race of your life. That one you have erased. Therefore, you're in no race. Wake up! <laughs>